Welcome to the Healing Embodied Podcast, where we have real and raw conversations about growth and healing that will shift your perspective in profound ways. We take a unique approach to healing the overthinking mind, creating conscious relationships, and living a life of courage and freedom. So take a deep breath and get ready to expand your mind, connect to your body, and activate your spirit. Hello everyone, Chelsea here, your host. Welcome back to the Healing Embodied Podcast. I really hope you are enjoying listening to this podcast as much as I enjoy making it. Um, you know, I I have a, a social media, I have an Instagram, and the thing about social media is is all the limitations. Like I have so much to say about so much, and you know, I can't always fit it in a little infographic. I can't always fit it in a 60-second reel or TikTok post. And I have found that communicating, speaking is my favorite way of talking about this stuff. Um, I just find it more natural for me, more organic. I can, I can say what I want to say. I, can, I let the, the thoughts flow instead of thinking about how to write it as concisely and shortly as possible. So I really hope you're enjoying listening to this podcast and kind of hearing my, my thoughts in a, a less restrictive way. So that being said, today I want to talk about something that um, I thought of in the shower. I have lots of shower thoughts. And um, if there's any other shower thought people out there, woo woo, put your hands in the air. I have lots of shower thoughts, you know, you're showering and then you just like have a thought that comes from seemingly nowhere or it comes from an, an inspired place or a calm place versus a, a frantic, obsessive rumination state. Um, my shower thoughts are often like ideas, little like bloops, little bubbles that kind of pop up. So today I'm going to share with you one of my shower thoughts. And that shower thought today, the shower thought of the day, maybe I should do a series. Anyway, the shower thought of the day was around the emotion of disappointment. Disappointment. And the, the shower thought bubble was a lot of people don't dream or don't open their hearts fully to life because they're afraid of the emotion of disappointment. Like they have no idea what to do with the emotion of disappointment. And this was me for quite some time. And I think, I think as a society, as a culture, we've demonized disappointment or we've made it a personal failing. If we experience the emotion of disappointment, we make it we make it about us, our identity, our sense of worth. Like if I experience disappointment, that must mean I've done something wrong. And then we should on ourselves and we feel shame and we make this story about ourselves and we, we move away from the emotion and we go into the mind when we experience disappointment. This is what I've seen for myself, what I've seen with so many people I've worked with. So here's the thing to have dreams, to have goals, to have aspirations, to like want to fully 
show up in life and like go for it and like put your heart out there and put your heart into something fully, there is the chance that the results that you had in mind, the the results that you were hoping for, don't turn out the way that you were hoping for. And the resulting emotion is often disappointment. Say, you know, I, I run a business and I'll create something and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so excited to put out in, put it out into the world. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to support so many people. People have been telling me how much they want something like this. I'm just, oh my God, this is just like bubbling up. I'm so excited to put this out in the world. And then you put it out into the world or I put it out into the world and it's like crickets. And it's like, what? And I notice my mind in those moments making a story about me. What did I do wrong? Did I not, did I not do enough? Like what? Do people like actually not give a shit about what I have to say and what I'm putting into the world? And ah, like this whole story gets created and really the emotion is disappointment. It's disappointment. That That's it. I feel disappointed because the, the hope that I had, the expectation that I had wasn't matched in reality after I put my heart into something. Another example is like getting into a relationship and you have these hopes and these expectations and you, you open your heart and maybe it doesn't work out. And then we, we go into these stories of blaming ourselves and shaming ourselves or like, I did this, you know, in the past when I, when I was broken up with, it was like, I should have known. I should have, I should have known and I should have left first. And I made this whole story about what it meant that the relationship didn't turn out the way that I had hoped and I expected. And I think part of the reason why we do this, we blame ourselves and we make a story about ourselves and we shoulda, woulda, coulda ourselves is because that feels like we have more control in a way. If we put all the blame on ourselves, in a way, it's like, oh, I, I have more control. Because if I say, oh, I should have known, we're putting all of the, the outcome on ourselves. I'm like, okay, if I should have known better here, I'll know better next time. And if I just know better... If I don't do what I did last time, then, ha ha ha, then I won't be disappointed. Then I won't experience sadness, grief, regret. Then I won't feel the pain. Sorry, my puppy is like going crazy over here. So in a way, it's like when we blame ourselves and we make this story about ourselves, instead of just allowing ourselves to say, wow, I'm really disappointed. In a way, we feel a sense of control instead of saying like, guess what? Sometimes I go for something and I don't have full control of the outcome. I don't have control of if other people are going to want to join my program or not. I don't have control on if this person is going to stay with me for the rest of my life or not. Like I don't have full control. I don't have full control over the situations and the people outside of me. All I can do is dream 
and move toward those dreams and take action, inspired action towards those dreams. All I can do is open my heart and show up. That's, that's what I can do. And I think the, the emotion of disappointment is so painful and we don't know what to do with it that we just say, well, I'll just never go after my dreams. I'll just never dream that big. Because I can't handle the possibility of being disappointed. I'll, I'll never really fully put my heart out there. Because I couldn't handle being disappointed. I couldn't handle that. Or we, we've already made it mean something about ourselves. If I were to do this and I failed. Quote unquote failed. Whatever that means. If it didn't turn out the way that I hope. Then that means I did something wrong. I... I'm not enough. I should have done more. I should have controlled this. I should have controlled that. And, and then we believe that we are failures. If I feel the emotion of disappointment, that must mean, that must mean I'm a failure. We have this interpretation already about this emotion of disappointment. That If I feel disappointment, that's my signal that I... I'm a failure. <laughs> and I think our culture doesn't really help us with navigating this emotion because you have things with like, you know, that say live with no regrets, like don't fail. <laughs> and I don't think our culture really knows what to do with disappointment. We've we've already made it mean something about our identity if we feel this emotion. We've made it mean that we failed. We should all over ourselves. And as I have explored the emotion of disappointment in myself and helped clients explore the emotion of disappointment, I first help them detach the story, the meaning, the interpretation, detach the interpretation, detach the narrative, and just notice what does disappointment feel like? What does it feel like? Not what are your thoughts about it, not what does it mean about you. What does it feel like? Where do you feel disappointment in your body? How does it show up in your body? Does it, is there an image or a color or a shape that comes up when you feel this emotion? How does it move within your body? What's the energy of disappointment? Like, can we just be with the emotion without all the story attached to it? Because when we go into the story, we, we don't allow ourselves to actually process the disappointment. And then we keep moving forward with this fear of feeling disappointment because we've never actually learned how to feel it. So then we, maybe we don't dream as big. Maybe we don't open our heart as much. Maybe we don't put ourselves out there. We become smaller and smaller and smaller when we don't know how to feel disappointment. You dream really, really big. You have a big goal. You put something out into the world. You open your heart and then it doesn't work out in the way you hoped. And then you feel disappointment. You make a story about disappointment. Oh my gosh, I did something wrong. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Okay, next time, I'm just not going to dream that big. I'm not going to open my heart that much. And then shrink, 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 shrink. So first, we have to 
just learned to feel the energy of disappointment and see disappointment as part of the full spectrum of the human experience. And something else I've helped my clients do is become curious. What does disappointment show you about the human experience? What does disappointment teach you about what it means to be human? What does disappointment say about humanity, being human? And my clients will say, well, it, it shows me that I care. It shows me that I hope. It shows me that I tried. It shows me that I, I showed up in the face of uncertainty. It shows me that I'm, I took a risk, that I was really courageous. So when you experience the emotion of disappointment, instead of closing yourself off and making a story about yourself, first just learn how to be with the emotion of disappointment just as an energy, as sensation, as an energy that moves in your body, just like any other emotion, sadness, joy, contentment. Can you invite and include disappointment in the full range, the full spectrum of the human experience. And then become curious, what does this emotion show me about the human experience? What does it show me about being human? It shows me that I, I really care. It shows me how much hope I can have. It shows me that I went after something with all that I am shows me how courageous I am just like to love means you would grieve if you lost who you loved disappointment shows you how much you care how much courage you have and if you didn't really ever love you wouldn't really feel that much grief Because you never let yourself really love. So if you never really let yourself dream and be courageous and open your heart, then sure, yeah, you probably won't feel as disappointed. Sure. Sure. That's a beautiful protective mechanism. It's a beautiful protective mechanism. If I don't want to feel disappointment, then I'm not going to open my heart that much. Or I'm not going to dream that big. Or I'm not going to show up as much because I don't want to be disappointed. Beautiful protective mechanism. And if you want to be able to live an open-hearted, courageous life where you fucking dream as big as you want to dream (laughs) and show up as much as you want to show up, then you're going to have to befriend disappointment. You're going to have to learn how to move with that energy because here's the thing, it will happen regardless you will experience disappointment. Even in, say, a relationship. You get into a relationship and you have this expectation and this fantasy of what love is going to feel like, what a relationship is like. You know, you have all these expectations and then you are in a relationship with a real human being over the course of years and years and years. Guess what? You're going to be disappointed that that fantasy was a fantasy and not reality. So we're going to experience disappointment in life 
So we might as well learn how to feel it and how to feel it well. (laughs) And how to remain open-hearted. How to keep dreaming even when we experience deep disappointment. And when you experience that disappointment, when you feel it, when you allow it to move through your body, also see what's teaching you about what it means to be human. See it as simply experience. This is, this is what I'm experiencing. It doesn't have to mean anything about my identity. It doesn't have to mean I'm a failure. It doesn't have to mean, well, guess I'm never going to dream again. Guess, guess this is what happens when I try to go for something. Notice if you have that voice that comes in. And learn to disidentify the story from the emotion. I've, been, I've experienced disappointment a lot in my life. Especially running a business. I have had all these fantasies and dreams and hopes and expectations of how it was going to be. Or like how many people were going to join my whatever and I've had to experience disappointment a lot and it's uncomfortable it's a painful emotion and I've had to sit with it and guess what I'm still showing up (laughs) I'm still showing up I'm still putting my my heart out there into the world I'm still creating stuff I'm still offering things I'm still showing up and I've learned that 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 feels a lot better than not showing up at all. So I hope this episode was really enlightening for you today um, because it was really important for me to have that realization that feeling disappointment doesn't mean I'm a failure because for so long that story, that interpretation was fused with that emotion. So I hope that this helped you to make that connection as well and see disappointment in a new light so that you can keep freaking dreaming, keep loving, keep showing up, keep going after things that seem delusional. (laughs) Like they seem so out of your current reality is what I mean. Keep reaching, keep playing, keep exploring, keep engaging fully in this adventure of life on this floating rock in space. And I also wanted to let you know that if you are interested in working with me and my team live in a freaking awesome uh, way, our signature group program for women who experience relationship anxiety called the Luscious Love Immersion is closing its doors forever (laughs) on October 19th. So this is the last chance to join this program. It's five weeks long, two to three live sessions a week so that we can accommodate as many schedules and time zones as possible. And we are going deep into this stuff. We're helping you learn how to feel these emotions in your body, work with your body, and really get to the root, the core of relationship anxiety and anxiety that shows up in your Uh, worthwhile, caring, supportive relationships. So this is the last live round we are running. And after October 19th, this is going to become a digital course only, meaning there's no live groups with it, no live community. And this is also the last chance to work with us live 
for the rest of the year because I'm doing something I've never done before in my business and we're not going to be running any programs. I'm not going to be seeing any live one-on-one clients for the whole month of December. Pretty radical to truly let myself rest in this way. So yeah, October 19th is the last chance to sign up for this group program and work with us through Thanksgiving, basically. And then after that, we are yeah, taking some respite and not having any group programs for the rest of the year. And then we will start back up in the new year. So this is a really great time to jump in and work with us because from what I have experienced in my years of working with people who experience anxiety is that the holidays tend to bring up a lot of triggers. Um, So it's going to be really great to have all these tools, this awareness, the support, this community leading into the holidays. So if you're interested in jumping on in, I will put a link in the show notes And I would be so, so excited and honored to have you join. And we're going to work with all sorts of emotions that drive relationship anxiety, like disappointment, grief. We're going to be working with shame. We're going to be working with past wounds and and relationship ruptures that you've experienced that have all kind of created the recipe for relationship anxiety in your current relationship you don't have to be in a relationship now, but if you identi- identify with the experience of having anxiety in relationships, then this program is going to seriously blow your mind, rock your world. So link in the show notes. Really, really excited to have you there. <sighs> so I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to chat with you next time.